Unscripted Violence. I am your host, Stagger Lee. Yes, I do not have a co-host tonight, so uh, wish me luck. (laughs) Just kidding, this is how I started in the beginning. So, uh, what we're reviewing tonight is uh, GCW's Find You Again, which happened on uh, April 22nd. And then on the 23rd was the old me. So, uh, let's just get into it. Uh, first off, we had All Heart, Blake Christian versus Dante Leon. Blake Christian is an amazing talent. He's one of my favorites in GCW. Uh, he made an appearance on, a- on AEW's Dark, if I am not mistaken. And did not do too shabby there. Had a lot of fans there. But in this, uh, Dante uh, hit an amazing cutter in the corner. Uh, Amazing high-flying dives by uh, Christian. Both looked really incredible. There was a really crazy DDT finish by Blake. And he got the win on that one. The next match we had is Tony Deppin versus Alex Colon. Uh, this was a very high energy match. Um, and uh, Tony Deppin, not to take away from him, he looked awesome, but Alex Colon was just superb in this match. Um, and uh, he actually, uh, Colon, ended up winning with a backslide pin. Which was cool because Tony Deppin's a very technical wrestler as well. So I ended with the technical ending. And uh, after the match, Alex called out uh, 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 John Wayne Murdoch on that. And uh, that was the end of that fiasco, (laughs) I guess. Next, we had Nick Wayne versus Alex the Sauce Zane. If you haven't seen Alex Zane, he's he's an amazing wrestler. Nick Wayne as well, as we all know. He's been signed to AEW at 16. Great talent. It was a real fast-paced matchup. Uh, I love both these wrestlers. Uh, it was a Poison Rana by Wayne uh, for the for the lead in the action basically a Spanish fly by Wayne for the near fall then a pump handle attempt by Alex and Nick reversed it and Nick Wayne got the win which was kind of a shocker to everybody but uh, it wasn't a real shocker to me The, the kid's got talent he's got heart and he just he just needs to put on the pounds a little bit, if you know what I mean. He needs to gain a little bulk. I'll take him a bit more seriously in the ring. But, I mean, it's not that I don't take him seriously. But it would not hurt. And he's only 16, so, you know, his metabolism's catching up and whatever. So, as far as right now, big, big upset there. Uh, next, we had a six-person tag match. We had the Big Starks brand 
which consisted of one of my favorites, Cole Radrick, Billy Starks, and Calvin Tankman, versus the second gear crew, which is Matthew Justice, Mance Warner, and uh, from what I understand, AJ Gray had travel issues, is what they said. So it's a five-person tag match. So it's a six-person tag handicap match, if you will. It was a great match. I love both of these teams. Billy just chops the hell out of Justice. And uh, then uh, Justice tags in Mance. Justice pulls uh, Billy's hair in the corner. A big pop when she knocks him off of the apron, though. It's very high energy and entertaining match. Um, there's lots of mayhem uh, with the chairs and doors. Mance threw Radrick into the merch table. And it was kind of funny. I laughed because he was trying to pick up the merch for the merch guy and was kind of apologizing at the same time. He put it back on there, apologizing to the merch people. Um, Billy just does a kick-ass job, but she ends up getting speared by Justice and Mance gets the pin for the win for the second gear crew. Um, quite an amazing match. Um, Billy Starks, I think, was the real star in this match. And uh, she, she never ceases to amaze me. Um, after this, we had a seven-way scramble. It was Spider, Nate Webb versus Jimmy Lloyd versus Lucky 13 versus Gringo Loco versus Steve Scott versus ASF versus Yoya. Now, I haven't seen Steve a lot of Steve Scott in the past because you know I'm new to GCW. So, um starts off Yoya is is small, but KG puts him over in the entrance and intro. ASF is awesome. Uh, Steve Scott takes selfies during the match, which is a, a entertaining gimmick for him that I like to see. Uh, this match is a full high spots. Lucky 13 went for a dive off the top rope, and he grazed the backs of everyone on the outside. And this kind of irritated me because they still sold it. Um, I'm not a fan of those types of spots. They're not very believable. And, you know, some spots are believable, some are not. But uh, Gringo Loco is amazing in this match, as he is in every match I see with him. And he had ASF on his shoulders, uh, quickly turns ASF around for the Avalanche sit-out powerbomb. And that just looked phenomenal, as it always does. It's one of Gringo Loco's signature moves, as I found out uh, in the past. Nate Webb placed a chair on the Lucky 13, then grabbed a chair to go to the top rope to do a chair salt, which is a moon salt with a chair against his chest where he lands. And uh, he got the win. And I love these scramble matches. They never disappoint me. 
After the match, Spider is celebrating his win with the beer. Uh, Charles Mason, and I don't know him, he sneaks in with a piano wire and chokes out Webb. And I was thinking, a piano wire? Really? Are you guys serious? Isn't that, like, attempted murder? So it was kind of over the line for me. But, um... Even KG says it's attempted murder after I wrote that, which made me laugh. I wrote it down. I'm like, isn't that attempted murder? And KG comes out and says, that's attempted murder. So, um, yeah, it's kind of unbelievable. But Charles Mason is apparently in JCW, a promotion I do not have the privilege of watching or haven't taken too much of an interest in yet. I know that they're GCW's kind of little sister company. So I am looking forward to looking to them in, in, in the future. But yeah, that's how that one ended. Next, we have the GCW World Championship match. It's Levi Everett and Manders versus Bussy, which is Effie and Ally Catch. And they are the tag champs. And I did not know that Bussy was the uh, champs. I was expecting the Briscoes. So I need to find out a way to find out more about the goings-on in GCW, obviously, guys. Uh, Levi Everett is new to me. He is uh, a character who is... I don't know if he really is Amish, but he portrays himself as being Amish. And uh, he, he has a butter churn with him. And it's real over with the fans. It, it could maybe because the butter churn could be used as a weapon. I don't know, but he starts churning the buffer. The the uh, sorry, he starts churning the butter, and it's it's kind of weird, kind of funny. One of those indie things that I, I'm not quite understanding, but I, I get it. I get the humor. Um, Effie asks Manders how long he can ride a bull in the beginning of this because he wants his belt buckle belt buckle sorry and Mander says eight seconds Effie then smacks him in the face and says he Effie says to him I'm riding your ass <laughs> so uh, Effie ends up actually riding Manders on all fours for eight seconds and at that point I don't know what to think uh, Levi then gets tagged in. Effie grabs the butter churn away uh, from Levi. Ali Catch gets tagged in and is getting beaten up by Everett and Manders. They're keeping on Allie on their side of the ring. They're keeping it cut in half like a good tag team should. Allie turns it around, uh, gives a hot tag to Effie. Levi put Effie through a door, and then uh, after that, Effie and Allie try to move on Manders, but it was kind of botched. It was a double uh, sack rider by Effie, that, and then a pile driver by Allie for the win, so Bussy uh, ends up remaining the tag champions. Then, uh, we go into Alex Shelley versus Jordan Oliver. And this is a 
match that I am wanting to see. I love both of these guys. Alex Shelley, of course, being in the industry for over 20 years and looking like he's still 20 years old, man. He looks great. Uh, They start off very hot, uh, great back and forth. Jordan Oliver is looking great as usual. Shelly has Oliver and puts uh, him in uh, several submission moves. And Jordan keeps turning it around, hitting several running boots. And then he hits an acid kick in the corner, I guess in tribute to Trent Acid. Um, Shelly hits a picture-perfect air raid crash on Oliver, gets a close two count. It's just a terrific match. There's chance for both competitors. There's a sliced bread by Alex for the pin. Uh, Oliver kicks out at one. Alex hits a, a shell shock. Jordan kicks out again. Then Alex applies the Motor City stretch and gets the submission for the win. It's a great match. After the match, Shelly helps Oliver up and talks about the match being very special to him because Jordan was trained by his best friend, Jimmy Rave, and he thanks everybody and gives a bro hug to Jordan, which was a nice way to end that match. Next, we had the main event for the Ultraviolet Championship. It is... The bad boy, Joey Janela, versus the Duke, John Wayne Murdoch. First time for these two to face each other one-on-one, as I understand. Janela being a a great heel in his entrance. Audio is just terrible in the introduction. And I really do love MLJ's audio. So, guys need to clean up that audio figure it out uh make the shows a little bit better if we're, we're spending 12.99 on them you at least <laughs> you know you at least need to give the fans the respect of having some good audio that's the only complaint i have but um the crowd is really split doing dual dual chants and i understand because uh joey janela is a phenomenal wrestler a legend uh, in, in his own time, if you will, uh, I like Joey Janela's work, and as far as I can tell, John Wayne Murdoch's work, um, all I've seen him in is mainly death matches, but he's, he's great as well, but, um, Joey in heel fashion keeps rolling out of the ring, um, outside of the ring during the match, a fan has, like, a jug filled with something that looks like piss, And they keep referring to it as a piss jug on commentary. Joey opens it up and the crowd chants, drink up, drink up. Uh, Joey drinks it, then spits it out, like a la Triple H style, (laughs) you know, with the same pose. And they go back and forth. Murdoch has Janela outside of the ring. And then he grabs the piss jug. He drinks from it and spits it in Janela's face. Janela regains control and slows down the pace a little, which I liked how he slowed it down in heel fashion. 
Joey launches off of a chair uh, on the outside trying to go on to Murdoch and ends up diving on empty chairs because Murdoch moves. So Murdoch dives onto Joey, then gets him in the ring. Murdoch uh, retains control. Both guys are out of the ring. Murdoch grabs a chair, hits Joey in the gut. Uh, Then Janela is back in the ring. Murdoch gets onto the apron to take a swing at Joey. Janela grabs uh, the chair from John Wayne, goes to hit him with the chair, and instead of hitting Murdoch, the chair bounces off, because they were... uh, near the top rope it bounces off the top rope and hits him in the face so Janela has John in in the apron and places the chair onto uh, Murdoch gets to the top rope jumps and lands both feet on the chair on the apron Uh, they both end up laying down due to a Canadian destroyer on, on Joey and then a kick to the face uh, by Murdoch and they both drop both roll out of the ring Janela s- sets up a door this time climbs up a, a, a high platform it's a platform I don't know what to call it like a restroom or a little area but it's, it's a little building inside this building climbs up pretty high it's got to be about 13 feet up uh, goes above Murdoch drops an elbow uh, onto Murdoch and this is when Murdoch's on a door that's propped up by two chairs if I haven't said that already and the door doesn't break it looked like it hurt like hell on both of them there was nothing to break the fall uh Later on, the Duke does a suplex on Joey, flattening a chair in the process because he, he, it's an open chair and Joey lands on it and it just pretty much folds backwards. Uh, Murdoch sets up uh, doors and chairs near the turnbuckles this time. Joey and Murdoch are on the top rope. Joey falls and crotches himself on the top rope. So then Murdoch sets up Janela on the top rope and does a destroyer through the door. And the door actually broke this time. And Murdoch gets the one, two, three on Janela and basically shocks the world, as KG says, and beats Janela. After the match, Murdoch talks about how Alex Cologne calls him a bitch. And he proceeds to call out Alex Cologne. Alex Cologne runs in and they brawl till everybody ends up pulling them apart. It looks like Cologne had the upper hand in this. And they brawl into the crowd. And that ended that portion of Find You Again. So, um, overall, and find you again, what I gave it, hang on, what I gave it a rating is 3.75 chair shots, not the best show I've seen out of GCW, not too terribly impressed with all of it, there were high points to it, 
Yes, um, my wrestler of this pay-per-view and of this night is Jordan Oliver. He just stood out to me, and he always does in these. One day, I hope, now I've heard rumor that Jordan Oliver doesn't like to go on podcasts, but it is my goal to get Jordan Oliver on this podcast. Mark my words, I'll be persistent about it, guys. But uh, next, uh, the next night, we have uh, GCW's The Old Me. So we have GCW's The Old Me. It starts off with a five-way scramble. Uh, between Jordan Oliver versus Tony Deppen versus Yoya versus Billy Starks versus Steve Scott. Once again, uh, Steve Scott, Scott, sorry, Steve Scott. He botched on the ropes, but turns it into kicking Jordan Oliver, and I thought it was a really good recovery. Oliver. Uh, uh, in the, I, and this was so fast-paced, I couldn't uh, explain all the action to you. But Oliver hit the, the cloud cutter, I think that's the name. Then, uh, and he hit that onto Scott. And then Deppin dumped Oliver through the ropes and then covers Scott and steals the win on that one. So, like I said, much too, too much action in these scrambles sometimes to follow. But um, that is how the end went. And uh, Deppin is no joke. And he's a great heel. He plays a great asshole, a great dick that you love to hate. Um, I would uh dare say he's up on the level with MJF. If he was in AEW, he might give MJF a run for his money. So MJF, don't get too cocky about saying that you'll go to WWE if they'll give you more money. Because if you do, guys like Tony Deppin are waiting for you. And he is a fucking great heel who could give you a run for its money. And you heard that from me, Stagger Lee. But next, we had Nick Wayne versus Alex Shelley. Starts with the handshake. Great respect there. Wayne still impresses me. I I just can't believe he's 16. Wayne looks amazing in this matchup. And his selling, he sells like a pro. I mean, he is a pro, but he just sells like no tomorrow. And there was a point where Wayne and Shelley we're in an arm bar and Shelly keeps grabbing the ref for some reason while while Wayne had him in that arm bar and I don't know what it was supposed to accomplish maybe delaying the ref from calling a, a submission or something but I don't know it kind of annoyed me but anyway I mean that's the least of the, the problems with Shelly because Shelly is just amazing anyways but uh 
uh, even commentary it commented on him grabbing the ref. So I don't know what was going on there. But Shelly does an inverted atomic drop off the ropes. And then Alex Shelley does a version of the flatliner and pins Nick Wayne. And even though it looked like in the end that Nick Wayne's foot was in the ropes, I would say it was in between the ropes on the outside. And even KG was like, wait a second. Uh, but Alex Shelley got the win. A little controversial, but it was a great match. Next, we have ACH versus the Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson. Uh, I've only seen a few matches by Chris Dickinson. The guy is a powerhouse. He definitely knows his moves and how to get away around the ring. This is a great match. Dickinson looks like an animal in it. He is stiff as fuck. And ACH, he's, he's tough too. But it ends up with the STF by Dickinson for the win by submission. Dickinson gets on the mic, tells ACH to get back in the ring. And he starts talking how since he's been back, he's faced the best. But ACH is one of the best in the world. And he put a- ACH over big and... Guys, he said he'd do it again, and he shakes his hand, and yes, uh, ACH absolutely deserved it. This was a great match. Um, If you missed any of this, go back and get the replay. It's worth it. The next, we have another GCW World Championship. Of course, we know it's Bussy, which is Effie and Alley Catch, versus Gringo Loco and ASF. I was looking forward to this match. I'm a Gringo Loco fan. The guy is amazing. There's no limit as to what he can do. And ASF is uh, no slouch himself. So uh, I was I was intrigued by watching at this. Wasn't looking for much to happen in the way of title change. But I was looking for an entertaining match. It starts with Effie and Gringo looking pretty good. Then Allie gets tagged in as well at, 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 at the same time that ASF does. She slows the pace down, works on the arm of ASF. ASF is doing some great athletic moves. Uh, during the match, ASF and Gringo fly over the ropes onto Bussy, right into the people's laps in the first row. Uh, which is one of the reasons why I love GCW, because if you're in the first few rows, you're going to be a participant unless you move. It was great. Um, uh, one of the highlights was Effie blowing raspberries on ASF's stomach. It uh, made me laugh. Um, he just takes his gay gimmick to the extreme, and I love it. Uh, Gringo Loco gets a massive air on a frog splash, which was amazing. Allie does a double northern light suplex. So she does a, a northern light suplex, but on both Allie Catch and Effie looked amazing. Uh, in the end, it was a doomsday sack rider by Effie and Allie on ASF. They got the W on this one. I really got in this match, especially the last five or six minutes of it. 
I get a little annoyed with how KG puts Bussy over. It's kind of overkill the way he does it. And he does this, it's kind of his style, I know, but he says, Bussy this, and Bussy that, and Bussy does this. And it's like, KG, okay, chill. I I know that you're pushing uh, these guys. I know you're pushing Effie and his his message, but come on, a bit too much. Uh, the mat in this, I wanted to mention, guys, it's not very good material. It's like this black tarp that they put over the map. There are pools of sweat all over it. It makes for, like, slips and botches in my view. So they shouldn't use that again. I don't know why they used that particular type of canvas. But it it definitely collected the sweat. You could see it all over the place. And they even had people mopping it up in between matches. Well, thank God they mopped it up to prevent injury. But next we have the bad boy, Joey Janela. Versus Bandito. It's the first time I've uh, had a, the opportunity to see Bandito. Uh, Janela, they say, had an injured foot or ankle. And that it was really swollen. And he posted pictures of it on Twitter or something like that. He is walking kind of different. Um, like I said, it's the first time I've seen Bandito. Janela just sells his uh, foot and ankle. And uh, it turns out he does this all to sucker Bandito in. So Janela uh, gets the upper hand on it. Janela pulls at the mask of Bandito and he slows the pace down a little bit. Uh, Bandito takes control, does a superb frog splash, and that's and kind of does it a, as a tribute to Eddie Guerrero. Um, everybody chants Eddie during that part. Really good. Bandito punch his punches just look awesome. They like look like full connecting punches. I don't know how he does it, but it's great. It's a good match. There's lots of near falls. Joey Janela uh, jumps from the stage over like three rows of fans to the ring apron. And while he's doing this, uh, he's countered by Bandito. And one of the reasons I love Joey Janela is he ends up pulling the tights on a roll-up on Bandito. Bandito, sorry. And he gets the win on that one. So that was an awesome match. Next match, we had Minoru Suzuki versus Two Cold Scorpio. They call Minoru Suzuki the murdered grandpa. <laughs> Which, okay, we have a couple of uh, old school wrestlers in there. Uh, they're both not too young, both over the age of 50. I wasn't too excited about this matchup. Uh, probably due to, I saw Two Cold Scorpio not too long ago and was not that impressed with his performance. Um, but, uh, it, I, once again, I wasn't too excited for this matchup. It starts off at a slower pace, a real slow pace, but it is technically sound. You can tell these guys are pros. Um, 
And uh, although I have the, the utmost respect for both of these guys, I'm not so sure at this point if I'm sold on this match. The match picks up a bit, and I have a little bit more interest, and it's cool. And uh, we find out uh, in the commentary that they both trained at the New Japan Dojo almost at the same time. And they're, they're doing things that they do at their age. And they're in way better shape than I am. And let me just put that forth right now. They're in way better shape than I am. I couldn't pull off half the shit these guys did. Suzuki's taking control of the match. And he's making every move look painful. This is where they ramp it up. And I... Just right in the middle of this, I gotta give a shout out to the guy wearing the Mayhem shirt in the front row. That is fucking awesome. Mayhem is a great black metal band. But um, you can really start telling as the match goes on that these two wrestlers, their experience, they have great ring psychology. And I am now, in, at this point, enjoying the match more and more as it goes on. Uh, in the end, Suzuki hits the Gotch-style pile driver and gets the one, two, three for the W. Turned out to be a great match, you guys. Uh, if you get a chance, watch these two veterans. They know what's up. It's a great fucking match. Um, I gotta tell you, MLJ is a badass telling people to move back if they don't want to get glass and shit on them for the next match. He says, but if you're a sick fuck, stay where you are. And that made me laugh. I love it. So, next one. Yes, we have a fucking death match for the GCW Ultraviolent Championship. We know that means John Wayne Murdoch. He is versus Hoodfoot. One of my favorites in, uh, in GCW. They say he's new to GCW, but he was new when I started watching GCW. So to me, he's a mainstay. But this match has so much glass in it. They have light tubes on all of the corners, light tubes everywhere. And both of these guys are very much, they show their masters of deathmatch wrestling. Murdoch suplexes Hoodfoot through a pane of glass in the corner. And he gets the three count for the win and remains champion. It, However, with all the light tubes going on and everything like that, it was not too great a match to me. Uh, I didn't... It didn't excite me as a death match. One of the more... I'm, I'll use the word. I'll say it was one of the more boring death matches I've seen. Murdoch asks, asks for the mic and uh, calls out Alex Cologne again. Alex Cologne comes out. Murdoch just cuts a promo on him and tells him that he, if he's uh, so great at death matches, then follow that. And he kisses the air, kind of blowing a kiss in Alex's direction and walks off. So, next we got another fucking death match for the TNT Extreme Division Championship, which is uh, Alex Cologne is the TNT Extreme Champ. He's, uh, he's called the Blood Fighter against a different fucking boy, Jimmy Lloyd. 
is one of my favorites so far. Glass and Degree are still still on the the mat from the previous match. This match I already know is going to be a great match by that. There was a pane of glass set up on the outside of the ring. Jimmy Lloyd is uh, just uh, such a great, well-rounded wrestler in this match, which makes him one of my faves. The amount of glass in the ring is absolutely just insane. And uh, and the, the ref during this match, I just think, counts kind of fast, but this match is so much better than the one preceding it. There was a Death Valley driver on the outside by Cologne through a door. Looked beautiful. Uh, this match had it all as blood, as violence, and a very well thought out placement of the spots in it. Uh, Alex Cologne does a double foot stop onto a pane of glass that's between two chairs with Jimmy Lloyd laying underneath it. Looked great. And Cologne gets the pin, going over on Lloyd on this and remains champ. Then Cologne grabs the mic and calls out Murdoch and says, I got one more in me. He says, let's do it title for title. Murdoch gets in the ring. They both lay down their belts. It looks like they're going to go title for title here. There's enough time in the, in the pay-per-view remaining. Murdoch gets on the mic and he says he's got a better idea and the crowd starts chanting that he's a pussy. Murdoch is not going to fight him. He says either do you uh, TOS which is Tournament of Survival or get a shot at his belt. Uh, But he can't have both. And I guess the history here as far as I know is Alex Cologne has won the Tournament of Survival uh, four times in a row, from what they're saying. Anyways, Alex cuts a promo calling the Duke a bitch, and he accepts the challenge. Murdoch says it'll be a COS match, which is a Cage of Survival match. That seems intriguing to me. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, Next thing I know, there's scaffolds and tables stacked in the ring. And whenever I see this, I just think of... I just think of New Jack and what he did to that poor guy that almost got killed in one of these kind of matches. But uh, it's called the High Incident Match. In which, to win the match, you have to throw your opponent off of the scaffolding, which is about 20 feet in the air, through a table to win. So this is high stakes. Once again, it's called High Incident Match. It's the second gear crew, consisting of Matthew Justice and Mance Warner, versus the Briscoes, Jay and Mark who we know are a battle-tested tag team, one of the best in the world. Starts off with Mark, puts Justice through a table. Then also Matthew is opened up on this, and he's leaking blood. So much is going on in this match that they're using a split screen to cover all the violence in it, uh, which I'm enjoying thoroughly. 
I uh, can't really write fast enough to cover it all. But uh, second gear crew bring a table and chairs uh, onto the stage in the venue. Uh, Jay Briscoe is bleeding profusely. I mean, just beautiful crimson mask. His face glistening in blood. Uh, Justice and Mark make their way onto the stage. They got like a stage set up on the side. Uh, which looks like where the bands usually perform in this venue. And the second gear crew both chokeslam Mark through a table down onto the floor. Uh, Mance throws Mark onto his partner who was on the table as well, but wasn't directly, but it wasn't directly on Justice and puts him through the table. Then uh, Matthew and Jay, they are the first to climb up on top of the scaffold. The crowd's chanting, please don't die during this. Both of them jump onto each other's opponents in the ring who are laying on tables. The bell is rung and the match is called a draw. Amazing match. You gotta go back and see it. Pay for it. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. And I give this whole show, The Old Me, I give it four and a half chair shots. And my MVP has to be Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, I've seen Jimmy Lloyd so far in plain straight wrestling matches, in no DQ matches. And in the death matches, of course. And uh, once again, he he nailed it. I mean, uh, Jimmy Lloyd just looked great in in that match versus Alex Cologne. Made you see him as a real tough opponent. And Cologne didn't seem to have a, a tough time putting him down. But guys, that is the GCW review. For uh, these two shows. Now, next week, we'll have a new addition to the Unscripted Violence family. It will be Kat Strange. She is manager of a wrestler called Stitches, and Stitches will be there to join us as well. It'll be a good time. We're going to cover the uh, GCW matches that happened this week, actually, because of time constraints and budgets and all that. So, guys, if if you love the Unscripted Violence podcast, all I can ask of you is to share it with all your friends. Whenever you see a post, share it. Um, uh, give us a good review of five stars or whatever stars you think are that I deserve. Just give me a review of that. It helps us get known on there. You can find us on Google. You can find us... Uh, well, it's on Google Play, but if you Google Unscripted Violence Pro Wrestling Top, boom, there we are. Um, and... All I can ask is for good reviews and to share with everybody. Uh, If you want, you can on our link on uh, Anchor. Uh, At least I know you can uh, donate 
to us. This helps us with paying for the pay-per-views like this one, these two that we covered. Um, I'd love nothing more than for the show to pay for itself so we can bring you all the wrestling content that you want. I love you guys for listening to us. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Every time I see a new listen, it makes me happy. You could ask my girlfriend. I'm like, oh, you know, and I get so excited about it. So excited about you guys' support. So it means a lot. And I know I'm going on about this. But thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of the Unscripted Violence family. Next, I I talk to you. Hopefully, I'll be talking with Spaz about the latest in AEW. So till then, guys, this is Stagger Lee signing off. Thanks for listening to Unscripted Violence.